When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google, pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Last winter, I went to ABAI's autism conference in San Francisco, and I was flying out on Sunday, and I was cutting it a little close with seeing one of the late morning sessions, and I didn't know if I'd have enough time, but I tried to squeeze it in, which I am so happy I did. So the session that I was able to make was Shannon Penrod, and she is an autism parent and was addressing this giant group of BCBAs and... Two or three minutes into her session, I was hooked. I was just obsessed with everything she had to say. She was so honest and talked in so many great analogies that highlighted all of these different concepts she was talking about. And coming from her perspective as a parent, her insight was just invaluable to this group. And I was so, so excited when she agreed to be on the podcast. And Shannon is a busy woman. She hosts a TV show called Autism Live that airs on YouTube. It airs live or you can watch the recordings. You can download them onto iTunes. You can check her out on Facebook. So I'll put all of her links to all of the ways to find her in the show notes because you should definitely, definitely watch some of her videos. She's been doing this a long time and she talks um, to parents and teachers and clinicians about her journey as well as interviewing a lot of other experts in the field and is just so great. And I, in the start of the episode, say she's an autism expert, which she quickly corrects me that she's not an autism expert. But what I really think Shannon is an expert at is sharing her story and making connections and building up this whole community that we need as parents of children with special needs or as a teacher of children with special needs. We need this community. And Shannon really is an expert at helping you find your place in this community. As a professional, as a teacher and a behavior analyst, I I really get the most insight from talking to parents of children with autism and children with special needs because it always gives me a perspective that I don't have. Um, So I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about your son and kind of your journey to become this, you know, autism expert really that you are. Oh, that's so funny because I always say I'm not, I'm not an expert. That's like the first thing that I, I always knew you're actually going to say that. <laughs> um, and, and, and I got a lot of grief about it on both sides, but my story is that, um, I was leading my life. And one of the things that I did in my life was that I was a teacher and I, um, I, I'm a late bloomer. 
So I didn't find the big head over heels in love until I was about to be 40 years old. And my husband to be was about, uh, about to be 45. And we both wanted to have kids. And that, that's a very short window that you have there at that age. So we, uh, we were so fortunate that we uh, got pregnant and we're over the moon about this baby. And everybody spent so much time telling us all the things that could go wrong. And I really think the reason why I like to tell that part of the story is because it, what it did was it led my husband and I to be in a space where we didn't know who this little customer was going to be when he popped out, but we were a hundred percent solid on that. Whoever it was, we were going to love him uh, or her, uh, however they were. But I was afraid. I got to be honest about that. And the thing that I was most afraid about was Down syndrome. But this uh, this wonderful guy popped out and he was perfect. And I remember thinking, wow, you know, I got away with it. Uh, that somehow I had this late in life baby and that just early. And he was. And he was all of his milestones and bang early and talked early and he made great eye contact. And I just, you know, I just thought I had the world by the tail. And then something happened. And the truth is, I don't know what happened. Um, and I decided to retire from that debate society a long time ago because you can spend a whole lot of time on that, on the what happened. And instead, we decided to be proactive. My son had regressive autism, so he lost virtually all of his skills over a period of time that's probably about six, seven months. He lost them so incrementally that everybody in my life thought that I was crazy um, and would tell me so and would say, fine, and what are you worried about? But I would go to the pediatrician and say, don't you see his sentences are getting smaller? And he told me I was crazy. Uh, but we got to the point where then it was evident to people that I wasn't crazy because he... He got to the point where he didn't respond to his name, didn't make eye contact. He had lost virtually all functional communication, and he was self-injurious, violent, couldn't even walk. And um, and I was, at that point, I think I was crazy because it was like watching a car accident slow motion and yelling and screaming and jumping up and down and everybody telling me nothing was happening. Um, but we did go get the diagnosis. He was two and a half the day that he was diagnosed. And the thing that was amazing to me was I expected on the day that he was diagnosed that I was going to get this whole packet of information about here's what you do. Here's step one and all the way through step 248 done, right? And that was so not my experience. You're and still waiting for that packet, right? Right? <laughs> like I'm, I'm waiting for the billboard somewhere on the street that says, hey, if you see these five symptoms, here's the 800 number to call. Where's that? Because um, even just get hopping on the highway of autism land is it's difficult to find the on-ramp. And, you know, like, where do you go to get the diagnosis? Uh, is Even that is still overwhelming so many families, and there's waiting list for that. So, uh, but we figured that out through grace and other people and people pointing us in the right directions and me being merciless calling people and and yet there was no packet um and we went through a lot of different machinations um but the first thing that that first developmental pediatrician told me was not to do that was one of the first things that she said don't do aba and she gave me this whole thing about how um, that they would train him like a robot is very distasteful. And of course, for the next six months, I chased down every lead that I could find and then I'm practicing. I had a family with a little boy, two years old, and they showed me videos of him before and he was a lot like my son and he hadn't been taught. Um, and they had been filled with the fear that I had, but they had started a, now they were two years old. This little guy was off, make eye contact, was brilliant. And it changed the way I looked at everything because it gave up. 
and I think hope is essential. And um, I'm always saying that people, if you aren't feeling the hope, man, we got to deal with that. Um, but I, I also went and looked at all the science behind ABA and got excited. And my husband got excited. We read everything we could get our hands on. He applied to start ABA. We were living in California at a time in which the state of California paid for ABA, which I look back, man, did we hit it at the right moment. We were incredibly lucky. We fought hard because in the beginning they were only going to give us 20 hours a day. We fought, 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 so we could get it what science says was effective. And um, at three, he started an intensive ABA program. And uh, I get emotional because I, I shudder to think what would have happened if we had and it wasn't easy. And I just say that it was a really hard thing to do as a And there were so many times when I, every day I would say, I don't know if I'm up to this. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if he's up. Because we didn't start with 40 hours, but we quickly ramped up to 40 hours. And it was a lot. I can't, I can't even imagine uh, looking back on it, how we did get through it. It still overwhelms me. I think, oh my gosh, I don't think I'm capable of that. And yet we did. Yeah. We, we got through it. And I know that part of the reason why we got through it was because he would make progress. And, and that prog progress would suck me right back in. I would go, yeah, this is hard, but it's working. It's working. Yeah. So let's keep putting more eggs in this basket. And I, I tell parents all the time, you know, there are lots of things that I could look back at, but making that decision to go put, you know, pedal to the metal and do 40 hours of ABA, that year alone changed everything. At the beginning of that year, the school district was telling us that it was moderate, severe, and more on the severe side. They were telling us that he would never be in a, a regular class. They were telling us that, you know, I was asking them about college, because you do as a parent. And they wouldn't make eye contact with me, except the one person was like, you know, you need to get on board here and figure this out. That's not what happened for you, and this is God. It was hard. And, and told me that that wasn't going to be possible. And, um, you know, that is possible. He's at a college prep high school right now, and we spend a great deal of our time looking at different colleges to apply. So it's not even that possible. No, that's happening. He's going to college. And, and he's going to go to college and excel because he's in high school and excel. And I really want parents to know that that's possible. That's not everybody's story. And I'll be honest with you that I didn't even think it was our story when it was happening. That's what I was going to so just ask you. Like, if, could, if you had told yourself that, you know, 13 years ago, would you have even believed it? No. And I did tell myself that on a daily basis, but I didn't believe it. <laughs> I, I'm a big uh, person who believes in visualization, and I would always visualize him standing in a cap and gown and me being able to look at him in the eye and say, we did everything we could. And I got to be honest with you, when times would get tough, I would think about that. And part of it for me was the cap and gown, but I'll tell you even more, it was the being able to look him in the eye and say, we did everything we could. I didn't want to have to stand there in front of him and go, I wonder if we had done that, you know? Uh, or if we hadn't, you know, stopped or whatever. Um, so I did hear it. I did visualize it, but I didn't believe really. Um, I feel terrible saying that because I feel like a traitor to my kid. Uh, but we plugged on and, you know, here we are. I'm two years away from half down. And I do know that I can stand there. I've already had the opportunity to stand there and say to him, you know, we did everything that we could. And because he's so awesome, I have deep conversations. And, uh, and he will say things just, man. Um, I, I, a couple of years ago, I was showing him a video of a mom reacting to her child having therapy. And the child was having a tough moment. You know, you could see in the video that 
nothing horrible was happening to the child. The therapist just wasn't allowing him to lay down to play with Frank. Kept having him sit up straight. And, um, and so he cried because he really wanted to lay down and watch the train from the side of his eye, which, you know, something my son would have And they explained in the video, you know, it's not that there's anything so horrible about that, except that in order for him to, the next step is for him to play trains with a friend. And in order to do that, he'd be sitting up. We want him to have friends, right? So, um, but they show the mom sitting outside crying. And my son was watching the video and he said to me, he goes, why is she crying? (laughs) <laughs> and I said, I said, because we cry when our kids cry. We just do. Like, we don't like it when our kids are uncomfortable. And and he said, did you used to do that? And I said, oh, honey, the number of times I sat outside and cried. Ooh. <laughs> and he said, oh, mom, um, didn't you know I was just frustrated and nobody ever dies. Oh, my gosh. What a smart statement. Well, and what a wonderful thing, you know, because I used to wonder when he was going through therapy and, you know, most of the time he just loved, you know, he would hear the knock on the door because we did uh, home base back then. He would hear the knock at the door. He would go running to the door to open it up because he had his favorite therapist and he was so excited to know that they would play and they would do things and he was going to be reinforced. And then we would have a day where something was harder because there was stuff that was hard. Um, and he would express himself and he would cry. And, and you know, those were the days that were hard. And I used to watch that and listen to that and think, what say later on? You know, when he's 15, what is his memory of that going to be? And is he going to be mad at me? And by the time he was eight, he said that thing to me about, oh, I was just frustrated. Nobody ever dies from frustration. And at 15, he says to me, I don't really remember that. I remember playing games. Um, and, and even then, he doesn't remember very many of the therapy. Um, he just has this, when I ask him about his childhood, he says that he remembers having a lot of fun, um, that there were always a lot of people around and that it felt like a party. Oh my gosh, that's great. Isn't it? And I wish somebody could have told me that. So um, I love to tell that to parents who are worried about that. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because you're really just, you're bringing in someone, you know, if you found the right ABA program and the right, you know, BCBA to work with, you're hopefully bringing in people that are excited to work with your kid. And it's like a new and fresh perspective. It, it should be a party. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's important to talk about that, too, because, you know, we, we hear a lot of stories from people but they'll tell me something about their ABA program or their provider and my eyes go wide and I go oh that's not the ABA I had yes um and talking to people about the difference between you know it used to be we would say to people get ABA and then uh I had to stop saying that and say instead say get quality ABA. yes 
But I also feel like the other part of the conversation now more than ever is get quality ABA and get enough of it. Mm -hmm. Because what I keep hearing is people going, no, we're doing a ton of ABA. We're doing 10 hours a week with a three-year-old. And and I I just shake and I say to them, you're going to hate because I'm about to turn your world sideways, but 10 is a drop in the bucket. You're, you're not getting there. You need to triple that at least, right? And, and I say to people, don't take my word, because again, not an autism expert, but I can look at a, you know, a pile of 100 studies that say 25 to 40 hours for that age range. Yeah. And, and of course, it's not every single child, because I guess the, you know, there are some children that maybe wouldn't need that, but part of me goes, but they benefit from it. And the science shows that. So yeah. I'm, I'm always the person screaming and yelling about get more hours. Yeah. Uh, I, I find myself saying a lot, like, that's not the kind of ABA I subscribe to. Cause as I'm sure, like you just said, you hear these stories and, you know, myself as a BCBA, God, I like cringe. Cause I, you know, I, I walk into an IEP meeting as the advocate and introduce myself as a BCBA and someone will roll their eyes like an adult. I'm like, I, first of all, I see you. And it's because they've run into one BCBA that, you know, does the like robotic stare in my eye, eye contact program that creeped everyone out. And then everyone's right. like, ooh, that ABA stuff is pretty weird. So, you know, as you do often, I find myself like qualifying what, you know, ABA is and what it can be because it's not this misconception a lot of people have. Well, and let's face it, I don't think there's a single video that exists anywhere online that shows ABA the way that does people go, what is that? Um, and I'm, I'm very fond of explaining to people that, you know, the first time, you know, I was all on board. Let's get that ABA. And I was so excited because I had met that little boy. I couldn't wait for them to start. And then when they came in and they started, there were things that I saw and I was like, wait, what? This is what you're going to do? Because when you see just one little moment of ABA, it, it doesn't help you to see what the arc is. And and I remember thinking, we're never going to get to college. This, like, that's not going to happen. And being very terrified. Like, what did I sign up for? Because it just... It looks like nothing else you've ever seen. And until you have seen somebody go through a progression of lessons, my mom came to visit. Here's the perfect example. And she, we hadn't allowed her to visit while we were starting our ABA program. But once we were set up, I said, come on, come visit. And I'm sitting in the other room with her watching on a baby monitor as she's watching the, the morning therapist work with my son. And they were teaching him, um, like, uh, vehicles and animals. They were doing different classifications and things like that. And so they were, you know, showing him a picture of a car and they were talking about what are the different elements of the car. And then later on they talked about, they showed an airplane and what are the things that are similar to an airplane. And, and she was like, this is stupid. <laughs> this is just <laughs> stupid. This is the most, like, honey, what have you signed up for? And I said, just watch. That was like Monday, and by Friday, there was a moment uh, where they had done classifications of vehicles, and they'd done classification of animals, and he learned all the animals, and he learned the features of the animals, and now uh, he was putting it all together, and so the therapist uh, put down a little, you know, three-dimensional uh, bird in front of him, a little statue of a bird, and uh, he said, what is it? And my son looked at him and said, it's a bird. It's a bird, and a bird has wings, and it has a beak, and it flies. And, and my mother stood up in the other room, and she went, oh, my goodness, it's a miracle. This, like, like, I watched them teach that whole thing, and he gets it. And she said, I didn't understand what they were doing, but now he understands every aspect. Like, why isn't this on the national news? Why isn't this on TV? This is the most amazing... I've never seen someone teach someone in that way, but he got it. Look, he got it. And I was sitting there going, I know, isn't it exciting? But in the beginning, in the first part of the lesson, it looked kind of Um, And I think that, you know, it's very hard to capture it in a way 
And we're a very visual society. We're very YouTube driven and people hop on YouTube and they see a moment of ABA and they go, well, that looks... <laughs> Um, but if they saw the arc of it and how you get from, you know, uh, this is a car to going to college. Yeah. Uh, and taking the SAT because you get there. If you stick with it and you keep pummeling it. I will say, too, that people say this to me all the time, and I, and I see this, that, um, you know, it's the perfect storm you got to have the right ABA, good quality ABA. You got to do it enough. Got to have parents who have priority. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have those elements, uh, you're going to be lacking somewhere that the parents have to. When when I was looking for what worked, um, and I was looking for examples, and I kept going and, and meeting families that had kids that were doing well, and I would say, "What did you do?" What are the things that, you know... That Everyone wants, like, the secret answer, right? Right? What's the secret sauce? <laughs> What's the secret sauce that got you here? And, it, you know, I started to see patterns. Mm-hmm. But one of the patterns that really emerged was that it was a parent who... A parent who was going to move forward no matter what. Like, no matter what the end result was, they were going to do everything. That thing of me looking him in the eye and saying, we did everything we could. Um that that's a part of every single story. But I got to admit, too, that having good quality ABA was a part of every single one of those. And it wasn't 10 hours in any of them. You know, some it was 25, a lot it was 40. So for me, you know, and I think research bears that up, um, that, that those are the, that, that's the, the way you get to the best possible outcome. Obviously, everybody's outcome looks different. Everybody starts from a different place. Everybody has a different playing field. But I think that anybody that I know that has done it that way, done as much ABA and as much quality ABA as they could, and the parents stayed involved in learning, no one's unhappy. No matter where they ended up, nobody's unhappy. Everybody's ecstatic. And it's kind of like what you said, like hearing these stories and, you know, versus watching a quick YouTube thing is what motivates people and kind of gets you to drink the Kool-Aid. Like you said, you met one child that you're like, oh, wow, like meeting these parents. And then that's kind of what you're doing now. You're sharing your story and, you know, giving kind of parents that honest truth of like, look how far we've come and you could have success and whatever that looks like for your child and being able to share that because people want to see that, like that big picture and hear the story, like hear about the kid, not just... You know, even though I'm a data nerd, data doesn't speak to everyone. Like a story in a child speaks to people. Yeah, I don't get the data, but uh, <laughs> bless your hearts for people like you who do. But I will tell you this. I made a promise. Um, the night before I met that child, that started, I was on the floor in our bedroom on my knees, rocking and praying, looking like one of our kiddos, rocking saying, please help help this child. Please don't let, let this child down. Show me what show me what to do. I will do it. Help to help the child. I promise that I will turn around and help whoever I can. To me that promise is a serious part of it. Um, that every day I have a responsibility to tell my truth. And that doesn't you know, I, I I give myself the out so that I can sleep, that, you know, I just have to be where I'm supposed to be and say what I need to say and help who I can, that I, that obviously, you know, can't have that thought said that I can absolutely help everybody, but to be there when I can to help whoever I can. Um, and help is, people that feel like, they maybe have no one else to turn to. Like you said, even now it's hard to find, get in, in contact with the right type of doctor or pediatrician. And, you know, your friends or your family might not have gone through this situation ever, whether whatever stage you're in. So to like have someone like you for parents and, and families or, you know, professionals to connect with and, and have someone that's being honest about this, I think is just so invaluable because so many families just don't have anyone to turn to, so they feel alone. 
Well, exactly. And, you know, I used to say that being a parent, somebody on the spectrum, feels like being on Mars, that you are by yourself. Um, although it's like having a radio back to Earth and people on Earth are telling you what to do, but they haven't been to Mars. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, and it's really difficult because the push-me-pull-you of being in the autism community as a parent is that there's money involved. Mm-hmm. And whenever there's money involved, it's like, who do you trust? Well, the school is telling you that you should bring your child to them. Um, but there's money involved. And that's part of the reason why. I mean, yes, school is also, I, you know, former teachers, I think school is an amazing place. But if you don't have an autism program that's driven by ABA principles, then early on, in my opinion, a child is better served by doing intensive ABA so that they're ready to come to school later. But, you know, for a parent, you're like, well, the school is saying we should come here and the ABA provider is saying we should come here. And then there's other people with other alternative therapies that are saying you should do X, Y, and Z. And you know that everybody's paycheck is revolves around that. And it's like, who do you listen to? Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that um, parents have a responsibility to talk to each other all along the way. It's one of the things that I encourage parents to do when you, when you come into this community, get yourself a local support group. And it, you can even sometimes do it online where you don't actually have to go sit in cares with people, but there's like a, a newsletter that's constant that people write in questions and to them and you just read it like just to have something like that that's local so that when you need to find the dentist that can deal with kids with sensory issues, you don't have to go look fresh. You've got people that you can say, hey, is this dentist okay or have you got a better one? But then you got to have one that's global, that's more tailored to your specific brand of autism because we know now that there's not just one type of autism, there's subtypes of autism and that you can learn from the experience of other parents what they did and what yeah that's um, it's all about the community like i see i mean that's what like kind of i you know what i do is with teachers and and special ed teachers i think are are kind of on mars too they're in this island with no one else that's doing what they're doing they might be the only special ed teacher in the building so they feel really alone and you know from working with a lot of parents and when I was in the classroom, I saw that too. Like one of the first, um, one of my first few years teaching, we did a family field trip, went up to Wisconsin for the day, all siblings, all parents, everyone came. And I was surprised because I was like super, you know, super young. I didn't, it was my, one of my first few years teaching. I didn't realize this yet, that the parents were meeting each other and they had never met a parent of a child with special needs before. And this is like, you know, before social media pages were bigger and things like that. And they were sitting there just like, oh, my gosh, your kid does this. So does mine. Oh, my gosh, your kid does that. So does mine. And the whole day was worth it just for those little moments of I'm not alone. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I just think I started out by saying that you're amazing. And I, I believe that that's true. I know that that's true because you're in a space where you are needed more than any place else. Um, I am a huge fan of schools, and so I didn't mean to make it sound like it earlier, but um, the difficulty with schools is that uh, a lot of places don't have someone like you, and we need more of you. We could just clone you, (laughs) and have you be in more places, because, um, you know, there's a lot of misunderstanding about what autism is, what it isn't, what works, and what doesn't work. Um, And I find that um, as ABA, quality ABA gets funded in more places, more kiddos have the opportunity to participate in that. They are better prepared for school and they are better prepared to be included in a typical class. But if we don't have professionals know how to do good inclusion, then we we run into problems. And, And so it's sort of like setting kids up to go to a place that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Um, so I'm thrilled that you're there giving this piece to teachers because I, not to take it to a political level, I am unconvinced that there's any other way that you can get it. 
Um, so I love what you're doing um, and respect it so much and hope that, um, I hope that parents and, and teachers will be able to come together in exactly the kinds of ways that you were just talking about. Like having that field trip, what an ingenious thing to do. Um, but I, I'll bet that there are a lot of people who don't have a school that's doing those kinds yeah. of things. You just need to spread you everywhere. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And just kind of making it, you know, and that's, you know, I, I like, obviously I love the field of ABA and I love being a BCBA, but I think we as a field need to be like a little bit more warm fuzzy. Like these are families and these are someone's babies, even though they're 22 years old, it's someone's baby. And we got to do things like, you know, that maybe we're not going to take data on. Maybe we're just going to go for a field trip for an afternoon and, and get Froyo or something and just talk. And, and that's okay too. So that's kind of like melding of the two worlds in my mind always. Well, and it's brilliant. Um, you know, I know that there will some, be some people who will be like, yeah, but we could take and we can do it discreetly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and maybe, and maybe that's the answer. You know, maybe there's somebody that comes along that takes the data and has the clipboard and nobody noticed, or the iPad and nobody noticed they're there doing it. But I think, um, yeah, I, you know, one of the things that I loved about our ABA program was that they constantly encouraged us to give our program leg. They went to the grocery. We went to museums. We went to birthday parties. And it wasn't, um, you know, every single time we went to something, there were clear goals. It wasn't like, oh, we just went to the birthday party, mm -hmm. you know, and took a therapist with us. There were clear goals um, that later on were expressed to him. And there was a, a thing about, we didn't try to have him accomplish the sun, the moon, and the stars, right? But, you know, they were getting ready to go into a birthday party, and the therapist would say, okay, so here are the three things that we want to accomplish. And sometimes I was the person who was taking the data on it and giving the reinforcement. Earlier on, it was the therapist doing that. But um, And then towards the end, we had uh, him monitoring it himself, that we would say, okay, so we want you to find a friend and complete a task with a friend and then come back and tell us whether you were successful or not, right? Mm -hmm. And so that he'd be taking the data to some, and we'd be watching too. But I just think that that whole thing of, of, of giving it legs and seeing it out in the real world, if we aren't doing that, then um, I don't think we're maximizing our generalization. Yes, Right. That's like the big red flag I see with in-home programs. If you've never left your child's bedroom or therapy room, never once, like, come on, we got to like, there's something to, to look at there on, you know, is this a quality program or not? And I, obviously every situation is different, but you know, life doesn't exist just in the classroom or just in the house. Like you, you leave, you leave your school sometimes and you leave your home sometimes. Yeah. And if you, if you've never done it, I mean, I remember we had one therapist who I'd always referred to as our autism whisperer and he was the always pushed and saying thing he would say to me all the time I would get uncomfortable because I'm one of those people I'm a very paranoid mom and I'm very protective and I'm worried about everything right I meet parents all the time who say that they are and I go trust me. <laughs> I'll bet I have you beat because uh, I'm still a worrier but uh, you know they would want us to go someplace and I would go, because uh, he was a runner early mm -hmm. on. And so I hated going places. But this uh, therapist uh, would say to me, he would say, okay, wait, wait a sec. When we started this, uh, did you, did you want to do all of this work so that he could just do it at home with you or that he could just do it at home with the therapist? Or were you picturing him going out into the world and doing it with other people? Um, and I would go, <laughs> no, I, I pictured him going out into the world and doing it. Well, then we got to practice that. <laughs> we got to go to Target. We got to go and, and see if he can, you know, answer the question, how old are you from the, the cashier at Target? Like, 
we, we got to do this. Otherwise, what are we doing? And that was amazing because I would try to pull things in and it would all make sense to me. No, let's just stay at home and be safe. He would remind me that that wasn't really what I wanted. Yeah. I love Same when there's those when questions that bring you back to like your own values and goals and you're like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and the same thing with, you know, I hear from parents all the time that we, none of us like change. Parents don't like And we get used to a therapist. Like I talked about this, I called him our autism whisperer. And as far as I was concerned, it was like, you can stop sending the rest of the therapist. I'll just take him <laughs> and, you know, we'll, like, we'll, we'll move to a bigger place and he can have a bedroom because <laughs> things in my house worked when he was there. And my kid was happy and my kid was learning, so why would I want anybody else? And when he told me that he was leaving because he was going to therapy in another state, I mean, my goodness, the buckets I cried. And I was like, we'll never be able to do this without you. And he said to me, you didn't start this to have me come and be the only person that he could react to. You want him to be able to go to fifth grade. And when they have the substitute teacher come into science and that person knows nothing about autism, doesn't know your child, your child still excels on that day. And that means we have to bring in a bunch of different people. It's not just going to be one person. It's going to be different people. And some of them are going to know him better than others. Some of them are going to have more experience than others. And it's all, I did not like that. But looking back, I see that that was part of allowing that to happen, which I did allow to have happen, begrudgingly. But allowing that to happen. So, you know, from beginning to end, we did five years ABA therapy, uh, very intensively in the beginning and tapered down to like eight hours in the last five years. But we probably had 200 therapists um, on our And you know what? One of them brought something different. And I think about each one of them and the difference that they made in his life. And i not in contact with most of them, but I wish them well. Mm -hmm. I wish I could find them all to thank. I don't think parents, I don't think we're capable of really thanking the middle of the therapy, but oh, I hope therapists know that as we think about those people and how much they enrich our lives, think about them on a daily basis, honestly. And I hope good things. That's such great advice, even to a you know a, a parent whose whose child's been in the same classroom for a lot of years or been with the same paraprofessional. I know that can always be hard if you have had the same one on one in school, and then you're switching. Like it's that same, you know, that change is hard, and you as a, you know as a parent get like emotionally attached, and and the idea of rocking the boat is obviously not desirable. Well, and you know, as you were saying, if we really are honest comes back to our values that I'm comfortable now. I'm comfortable and I'm and I'm comfortable because it is comfortable. So as you said, let's not rock the boat. But be comfortable is not the best learning environment yeah. <laughs> at all times, you know? I mean I'm not saying no comfort, but um you know, I I was so worried when my son went to junior high and the whole changing every class you know, knowing where you're supposed to be. And now he's in high school and they block periods. So on different days and different hours, it hurts my head to think about it. <laughs> and, and he rolls with it. He's so ready to go to college. And, and I know that I'll worry about other things going to college. But um, he doesn't have a problem with any of it. And I know that part of the reason why is that we allowed to experience change and to understand that change can be uncomfortable, but that doesn't be bad. And that he is still himself, no matter, you know, what's going on. And that the rules are still the rules and that he still conducts what he needs to do. And I watch some of his neurotypical friends that struggle with those issues. And, you know, they, they change uh, uh, math teachers and they're having a hard time. Son doesn't have. He's like, awesome. yeah, I have, a, I have a different math. 
because that's life. Um, I think a lot of times we all avoid, you know, anything that's uncomfortable or hard. I mean, it's human nature to do that. But, you know, I I tell teachers all the time, like, we're never going to teach problem solving skills if we never let our kids run into a problem. Like, we can't just run after them with every supply or everything they need or every answer because they'll never learn to figure it out themselves. Well, and in all things, the example that I always use, uh, because it was used on me, is that when our children start to learn to walk, they fall down, they hit their head on the cuff, and they cry, and it's miserable. There's like a, a window of time that's two days or four days or a week and a half, just miserable, where you bite your nails and you're like, oh, I want them to get it, be able to walk proficiently because they're hurting themselves. But you never hear a parent go, oh, it's just too painful to watch. Let's stop. You know, forget it. We don't really need to let him to learn how to walk. And the reason why we don't do that is because we know that it's a phase, we know that it's difficult, we know that it's frustrating, but they will get it. And when I'm able to look at it that way and go, okay, who's in the way here? Oh, look. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's usually my focus that is the thing in the way. And I have little signs uh, up around my house that say different things. There was one sign that used to hang in the bathroom that said, uh, he'll never be this age again, which would remind me to celebrate now, no matter where we were, at, you know, at what level, like, this is important. There was one uh, that was on a mirror uh, in, in uh, the, the front of our house that said, uh, my team, that my son's team is only as strong as its weakest player. I will not be the weakest player. Oh my gosh, that I love that. Used to mo- <laughs> yeah, my, that used to motivate and be like, oh, no, 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 no. When we're like looking at who are the strong people on the team, I'm going to be on that side. Um, and uh, I just forgot the last. Uh, I was. Oh, I will not be the first. Um, and that. I still use that on a daily because he's a teenager <laughs> getting ready to drive. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I will not be the first way. Yeah. Um, and that's hard as a mom and I don't always get it right. And the, the great thing about where we are now is that he'll talk about it in a very level way. He'll talk about it because the other thing that ABA does is it gives our kids a way in which to deal with problem solving and conflict. My son is like a little therapist that he, he will, uh, years ago when he was much younger, we were out really late one morning and just kind of pressed on and didn't go to lunch, get home until like 1.30 and it was hot. Nobody had eaten and everybody was getting kind of snipey. <laughs> and my son was the person who said, you know what? I think we're all hot. I think we're all tired and hungry. I think we should eat something and drink something and sit down for a minute before somebody says something that they'll regret. And my husband and I turned and we were like, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> you know, but he's an ABA trained kid. He's polite. He considers other people's points of view. He has a skill um, set that he can apply to all these situations. He does. And like any teenager, he doesn't do it perfect. Uh, like there are things that he misses, but, you know, I'm an adult and there's things that I miss. And he's much better at perspective than I am. Was that always the case? Um, but he does take into consideration. Uh, he will... He's, he's also like uh, the social, uh, uh, being appropriate, socially polite, <laughs> especially with me, that, uh, you know, he'll come up to me and he'll say, you know, that's really appropriate and has really educated me because I'm somebody who uh, will say things to people. There's one person in particular that I'm thinking about that... Um, She'll be on stage, and we see her on stage, and she looks like she's six feet tall on stage. She has huge personality on stage, but she's actually a very person. 
And we went backstage once after seeing her and I was in heels and she was not. And I was towering over her. And I said something along the lines of, oh my God, I forget that you are not six feet tall because you look, look six feet tall on stage. And, <clears throat> and my son came up to me afterwards and he said, you know, um, that might be something that she's not comfortable with. I don't think that's the thing I would lead with. <laughs> and I thought, you know, he's right. Yeah. He's absolutely right. And he's tall. And, and usually that every single time somebody meets him, they're like, wow, you're tall. And, and he's very polite about that. But I know in his head, he's like, you just don't get it. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway. God, that's so it's like kids amaze me with how insightful they are and how honest like that that's such an honest statement too that like hey this is probably making this person uncomfortable yeah like why why would you need to go there and of course he recalls and and I recall being in line with him at the grocery store once when we were directly behind a man who had probably the largest nose I have ever seen and my son said to me, Mom, look at his toes. It's so, and I was like, hey, let's look at the gum counter, right? <laughs> and, and he was like, but you need to look at, because it was really remarkable, right? And I was saying to him, no, 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 no. Let's look at this, you know, look at this candy bar to check out of the grocery store. And then afterwards, he said, what, you know, what, what's going on? And, and we went out into the parking lot and had a big, long talk about and he took it very much to heart and now teaches me the lesson that I tried. But he generalized it to things that I don't think about. Uh, um, That's you know, the key. That's when you know like a skill is truly mastered is when you can apply it in these new situations. Like that's when you have the celebration is when exactly. that skill pops up somewhere new. But I, I just want to go back to I have the life that I have, and I have these discussions with my son with, man, I, I want, I wanted to be able to have deep philosophical questions. I wanted to be able to have a child who would question me. I wanted to have a child who would debate with me and say, I think you're wrong about that. Why? And example. That, when I gave birth to him, that was the child that I'd hoped and prayed for. And when autism came along, I thought that that was very likely not possible because he was nonverbal. Um, and everybody that I was talking to in my life, my family, in the social circles that I knew, um, and, and even the, the people that I were de was dealing with at school were saying that that wasn't a possibility. And, and yet I met a family who was saying, look, he thought that wasn't a possibility either, and we're getting there. And by the way, that kiddo, the one who was sort of our gateway into ABA, he's two years older than my son. He's a 70-year-old, about to be 18, and he's a professional drummer. He's been out on tour. Oh, my gosh. For the, yeah, and, and is a, a spokesperson and talks about... Um, you know, he's, he says, if I can do this, then, you know, anybody can do this. I want this is impossible. So it's not just my kid. It's not just that kid. There are lots of kids that are out there, adults, that are leading full and rich lives uh, that, are, that are unique. This is not a cookie-cutter thing. Like, they're all into whatever thing that they're into, and they're passionate about it, and they know how to apply the skills that they have that are uniquely theirs. Um, I, you know, I like to say to people that my, I still, for me, believe that my, my son has the same brain that had three. It's just that the disabling aspect of the disorder are no longer a part of his. Um, he has the ability to see things in a way that I can't, but I, I, I there's no possibility that I could say to someone that my son has. And I don't think that anybody looking at what he could do would say that he hasn't. And, and I think that that's the really important thing for people to know that that's very much a possibility. It is not going to be everyone's experience. But 
if somebody is telling you that it can't happen for your young child, I would tell you to just do everything you can. That's what we did. And I won't ever be. Oh, it's so I like got chills. My gosh. I mean, I think for parent, for parents, for teachers, just hearing you, your honesty and being able to kind of, you know, paint the picture and show this story that it's not going to be easy, but the, you know, getting these tools in place and it look at how much progress can be made. Cause I think yeah. that at every stage parents are looking and I mean, even, you know, just any parent is looking for like, is someone else doing the same thing as me? You know, just whether yeah. your child has a special need, special needs or not, you just want to know that you're on the right path. So, you know, yeah. I think you being able to share all this is just so invaluable for people. And a lot of people are on the path, right? A lot, a lot more people than ever before in the history of the world are on the path right now. It's just, and I want to say this because I think it's really important, a lot of people have been sold the story that they can do it in 10, 15, 20 hours. Mm -hmm. Show me the study. Yeah. Show me the study that says that. Show me the kid that you can point to that had tremendous results on that. Because I've been covering this. I've been a parent for 13 years, but I've been covering this from a journalistic standpoint for almost 10. And I have not met that kid. I have not met that. Yeah. So, so even while people are doing this, I, I just want to make that clear. Are you doing it at intensity? You know, we can all go to the gym and, you know, I go to the gym so infrequently and I, and I'll do a half an hour and I go, why am I not skinny? <laughs> because it doesn't work that way. And I know people who go to the gym three times a week to be able to maintain their weight. I know people who go every day and go for four hours and they look different than most because they have that opportunity to keep doing the thing that works more and more and more. Yes. So, you know, give your child every opportunity and if you push... We do know that insurance will, is and will pay for intensive programs. When parents go in with the studies and go, here are the studies. Why are you giving me a prescription for 20? Show me your study. Here are the studies. They are getting 40-hour programs. This is where we need those numbers. <laughs> right? Yes. And, and I get on a soapbox about it because I don't think enough people are telling parents and yes. to me, that's a big part of the story. So, you know, um, there are six studies that I usually send parents, families, and go, here are the six. You go in with these six, you know, whether, whatever the circumstance is, and say, here's why we want to do what we're doing. Please show me your six study. And that's the end of the conversation usually because people don't have studies. Yeah, data wins. Like, it really does. It really does. As much as I'm not about it, it absolutely wins. You're absolutely right. It shuts right. the argument down quickly. It, it really does. And so I'm, you know, and you made the point, it's not easy. This is not an easy path. And doing a 40-hour program for a child with ABA is exhausting. But it's... Yeah. And it's not the rest of your life. It feels like it is. But invest that kind of time for a minimum of two years a minimum of two years, and I'll bet you, you'll want to stick around longer because you, your life changed, their life will change so much that you'll be like, how about? Yeah. Once I, you start, once you start like drinking the Kool-Aid and you like see the progress, that's when people yeah. are like, okay, I'm all in. Like, let's do it because yeah. you see the results and even those little victories, the, you know, the baby steps is like what I always talk about. You just got to, you got to live in the baby steps. But those baby steps show you that, you know, this yeah. is where change is coming. Like when Johnny walks into the classroom and says hi to his teacher for the first time, most people are like, oh, okay, whatever. But for Johnny's mom and Johnny's teacher, they're like, holy crap, this is amazing. And this is showing, you yeah. know, what progress can be made. Yes. And I just keep going on. You have to tell me when to shut up. Talk. Oh, no, sorry. Me too. Yeah. You like, okay, so <laughs> let's, where can people, I, I could talk to you for like five hours, Shannon. I, all well, of these, and I'm like, willing. All of these little tidbits and analogies, I like live for them because I think it just highlights kind of the realities of everything and gets back to like what every teacher, every parent wants is what's best for their kid. 
and what ways are we getting there? So where can people get more of you? You have your autism live TV show on YouTube. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty much everywhere. Um, we but you know, one of the easiest places to find us is on YouTube. If you just go to YouTube and you put in autism live, um, we've got eight years of videos, uh, archived there and they're pretty searchable on YouTube. If you go to our website with autism hyphen live.com, you can search videos there too, but we're also on iTunes, the free download. Uh, you can make a choice of doing it with picture and sound or just sound. If you want to take us in the car, um, we're on Periscope, we're on Twitter, and we have recently changed our format. So we're on Monday through Friday uh, that we generate new shows, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific. Awesome. And, those, and the new shows play on, they're live on YouTube, they're live on our channel, they're, they're live on Twitter and Periscope. There's one more. Oh, Facebook. We're on Facebook Live. Uh, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific. Great. Well, everyone will go check you out there and get, I mean, and you know, I know everyone feels, no, yes, no one is an autism expert. Nobody is a parenting expert, but I really think what you are an expert at is, is sharing your story and building community. And that's what, you know, a lot, a lot of us really need is like a place, someone to turn to. So that's what, you know, I think is you're so valuable at. So thank you so much for sharing so much great information. Everyone will be doing checking you out. Uh, thank you so much for what you're doing. It's so important. Um, you're like the piece that I've been losing sleep over, um, honestly. Um, and I'm not just saying that. Um, I, I really mean that, Sasha. I, I keep coming back to where is the class? So it makes me so happy that you are doing that. Well, thank you. Honestly. Well, so everyone go so to look aut up Autism Live on YouTube and on Facebook because I know I, you know, everyone likes their different kind of social media platforms. So I love that you guys are everywhere um, to hear more about kind of all of these great things. I love your jargon of the day on your show. That is like one of my favorite things. Um, like so thank you so much. I know you're very thank busy. You. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you, Sasha. And thank you, everybody. Thank you. This episode will definitely be worth a re-listen. There were so many great tidbits in here. I swear I could just talk to Shannon for hours. I love the way she explains everything. I love all of the examples she gives. If you are a teacher, I would send this episode out to the parents of your students because they need to hear Shannon's story. I hope you enjoyed this and I hope you learned a lot because I know I did. If you would have told me a few years ago that my favorite part of my job is getting up in front of sometimes a few hundred people and giving a presentation on data or behavior academics, I would have thought you were crazy. I did not always like public speaking. Actually, to be totally honest, public speaking was something I used to be pretty afraid of. But now it's literally my favorite part of my job. I love being in a room of my people, of the special ed world, teachers and parents and clinicians, and everyone that's on the front lines that's working so hard for our students to give them the best opportunities and the best classroom experience. I love being in a room of everyone that understands how hard this job can be, but also how amazing it is and how important those little victories are on a daily basis. When I do a PD, my goal is to bring value. I wanna bring action items, ideas and strategies that you can do tomorrow in your classroom. I have sat through too many professional developments that either didn't apply to me or were too hypothetical and philosophical. And my special at heart always wanted to know, what do I do next? What do I do tomorrow? If you are interested in learning more about how I can come to your school to do a professional development, please visit theautismhelper.com backslash speaking. There's a contact form as well as a lot of information about all of the different sessions I give. I'm happy to answer any questions and work with your school district. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. 
it would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum. Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.